49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show everyone hail of the tape 49ers first jacksonville jaguars a 10 a.m start time for the west coast san francisco 49ers but this is going to be a fun one both teams are coming out of a bye we see the san francisco 49ers looking to bounce back coming off a three-game losing streak but the jacksonville jaguars have been very consistent this season been playing very good and of course, this episode, we're going to go through all the numbers of how each team performs and what their advantages and disadvantages are, not just on the season, but also against one another. I'm really excited to get into this because I want to see how the 49ers match up against a Jacksonville Jaguars team that has been built by former general manager Trent Bulky. And they have a tremendous amount of talent on the other side. Just looking at the roster right off the bat, you see players like Trevor Lawrence who have a lot of ability. So the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to go out there and compete at the highest of levels, and they're going to get a little bit of a spark because Devo Samuel is going to be back for the San Francisco 49ers. He said it on the Up and Adams podcast. He was going to be back. He did not disappoint. He made it to the Monday bonus practice and was out there competing, which means the San Francisco 49ers are going to be good to go on offense with one of their big-time playmakers. Plus, we'll get our first look at Chase Young and what he will add to this 49ers defense. So let's get into it. Let's go through you know, some of the things that are going to be happening. But if you're going to be betting, use Bet Online. The last of the major sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All of the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V in all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's get into this. And I mean, one of the simplest things to do is just look at the overall record. The 49ers, of course, started out 5-0, and but since then have kind of taken a little bit of a step back towards the three-game losing streak. And you see the Jacksonville Jaguars are sitting there at 6-2. and They're ahead of their division, and they're on track to not just make the playoffs, but be competing for one of those top seeds in the playoffs. I think they believe that if they play their cards right, they could walk away with the number one seed in the AFC. Now, that's not going to be easy with the amount of talent that's on the AFC from Kansas City to Baltimore uh, to the oncoming Bengals. It's going to be a tough road to get to that part. Uh, but one of the ways you do is by defeating the San Francisco 49ers. So 5-3 and three versus 6-2, and two, two good football teams. Points per game, 49ers offense is averaging 27 Point three points per game. Of course, 
During their five-game winning streak, they were averaging 34.5 points per game. But since they started to lose, they've averaged just 17 points in the last three games. And that has brought their season average down to 27.3. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 24.1, middle of the road in the NFL, uh, but still very good as far as producing points. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are not an offense that the 49ers can uh, sleep on. They have a lot of talent at several positions, whether you're talking about the quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, running back, Travis Etienne, wide receivers, Christian Kirk. Uh, there's just a lot to like there. And then they got a very athletic tight end in Evan Ingram. So Jacksonville's going to be a tough test for the 49ers. So both teams can put up points. If Jacksonville puts up their season average as 24, the way the 49ers defense has been playing, the way the 49ers offense has been executing, that could be enough. We'll see. Offensive yards per game, the 49ers at 376, the Jaguars at 341. It's really close between the two. Uh, there's not really a distinct advantage. Uh, 30, you know, five yards are what separates these two teams. So uh, it's pretty much a toss-up there as far as offensive efficiency, as far as yards go. Rush yards per game. You got the 49ers at 133, the Jaguars at 112. One of the most interesting things about the 49ers was during that five-game winning streak, they averaged around 160 yards per game on the ground with huge explosive runs by Christian McCaffrey, uh, dominant runs by Debo Samuel. They were just getting it done on the ground, and that really established this 49ers offense as one of the best in the league. The explosives were really big as far as game-changing plays for Christian McCaffrey, but also they established a run game that would set up the rest of their game. They would be able to pass. They'd have play-action pass. Everything made it easier for their offensive line, for their quarterback, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers, since they played the Cleveland Browns in week six, have struggled on the ground. We've seen that average drop over 27 yards, close to 30 yards per game that their average has dropped. They just haven't been as effective on the ground since week six. They're going to have to reestablish themselves against the Jaguars, which isn't going to be easy because when we talk about the defense of the Jaguars, run defense is one of the things they're good at. Now, when it comes to the 49ers, uh, they're going to have to stop the Jacksonville Jaguars running game. If Trevor Lawrence and, and Travis Etienne are able to establish a run game, they could be mighty difficult for the 49ers to stop. If Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, uh, and the rest of this 49ers defense don't make the Jacksonville Jaguars one-dimensional, then it's going to put pressure on the back end, and that's not what you want. You can't allow third and manageable situations. You need to force third and long. Do not allow the Jacksonville Jaguars to run the ball, to keep the defense on the field, and to have situations where you have short fields because they stayed on schedule. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they stop that run. Jacksonville definitely is capable and able to run the football in this matchup. When you're looking at the passing game, the San Francisco 49ers throw for 243 yards per game with the Jacksonville Jaguars throwing for 228 points or yards per game uh, so both teams can definitely throw the football around a little bit but you see the balance 49ers and Jaguars both want to run the ball and uh, pass the ball that balance working in unison is always good and it doesn't sh shock me because Doug Peterson as a former quarterback understands what it takes to have a balanced offense and what that will do for your quarterback but also how it just marries things together and makes it easier for your playmakers to be able to create an open space. So 
Uh, both of these teams are are definitely capable of throwing the football. The 49ers should get a huge influx uh, with the potential of Trent Williams coming back, but with Debo Samuel for sure being back in the fold, there's a lot of things that he's going to add to this offense, not just the fact that he can catch the football down the field with his deep in cuts, uh, plays over the middle of the field, but also it opens up the screen game, and that's going to be important when Jacksonville tries to put pressure on Brock Purdy. You can flip the ball to Debo, and you have the numbers. He can create an open space. He's a blitz killer, and that's something that could uh, help the 49ers offense a lot in this game. If you spread out the Jacksonville Jaguars horizontally, that could make space in the run game. That could make space in the passing game. And Debo Samuel is the player that can do that. With him and Christian McCaffrey back on the field together, the 49ers playmakers are at full strength, and that should benefit Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk has had superb first half of football games in the last two weeks, but then when the defense decided to bracket coverage him, he has kind of slowed down a little bit. With Debo, it's not going to be as easy to bracket Brandon Ayuk uh, because now you have a legitimate weapon at Debo that can take it to the house at any time. So Jacksonville, they have their weapons, of course. We went over you know, some of the weapons they have, including one of the matchups I'm concerned about for the 49ers. I know they've been going with Deshaun Gibson as far as playing against tight ends, but Evan Ingram is a big-time tight end as far as a weapon. He's got the size of a tight end with the ability to play slot receiver. We'll see what the 49ers do. Do they end up lining up Isaiah Oliver on him? Are they going to go with Deshaun Gibson like they've been doing? That could be an interesting matchup between these two. Let's talk quarterbacks because Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick in the draft a few years ago. Very solid player. And Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft a couple years ago. So you have one guy that was drafted number one. You have one guy that was drafted 262. Uh, start contrast. Well, let's go through their numbers. Both of these quarterbacks complete passes at a 68.3 completion percentage. So they're absolutely identical as far as completion percentage this year. Uh, yards are really close as well. Brock Purdy sitting at 20.33. Uh, so over 2,000 yards already for Brock Purdy. And Trevor Lawrence at 19.35. And they've played the same amount of games, so these are, of course, in eight games. Uh, touchdowns, Brock Purdy's 12 touchdowns to Trevor Lawrence's nine interceptions. Uh, Brock Purdy, of course, thrown a lot of interceptions over the last several weeks. He's fi thrown five interceptions in the last three weeks. And Trevor Lawrence has four on the season, so really close there. Both of them with a better-than-two-to-one ratio, which we know is a great ratio for NFL quarterbacks. So both of them having success. Uh, both have been sacked, but Trevor Lawrence has been sacked more than Brock Purdy. He's been sacked 19 times. Brock Purdy has been sacked 14. And Brock Purdy's been put in some situations where he's had to scramble and move, get away from pressure. He's done a really good job. So I think that Brock Purdy uh, and Trevor Lawrence are both going to be under pressure and under fire in this game with great pass rushers on both defenses and aggressive-style defenses. Uh, and then with quarterback rating, Brock Purdy at 105.4. There for a while, he was all the way up in the 120, so we've seen him slowly uh, come down over this three-game losing streak. Of course, not having Trent Williams, not having Debo Samuel. That always plays into how effective you can be uh, throwing the football. And then Trevor Lawrence at 93.6. Uh, so both of these guys are pretty good. 
Uh, both quarterbacks have been playing very well this year. Young guys with a lot of potential. And whoever doesn't turn over the football is really going to be the one that puts their team in the best situation to be successful. Both players are willing to take chances down the field, be aggressive. And I think we're going to see that in this game. And they're going to have to be because if you're not aggressive against the defense you're going against on the other side, there's a chance you're going to struggle. Uh, so I look for Brock Purdy and Trevor Lawrence to both be out there, be aggressive, and have some success through the air. Let's talk third down conversions. Of course, this is always one of the most interesting things to me is how an offense performs on third down. Because in this league, if you can convert and get first downs, that means you can keep your defense off the field. You can keep their defense on the field. Uh, but you can continue your drive. And ultimately, that's what it's about. Stacking good reps and making sure that your drive goes down the field and down the field until you can get points. And the 49ers have been really good on third down this season of 2023. The 49ers convert on third down at a 46.5 uh, ranking, which is one of the top in the league, one of the top five in the league. In fact, the 49ers are doing it at a very high level. They don't face very many third downs. They've only faced 88 third downs on the entire season. So they've been hyper-effective. The one blemish on their uh, third down resume would be the Cleveland Browns, the number one defense in the league that held them to a three of 12. So that's the kind of performance the Fourniers can't allow to happen. And with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they convert at 35.5, uh, which is closer to the league average. You want to be as close to 40 or over 40 as you can get. But of course, you're the highest marks, the elite marks are 50%. So Jaguars not as effective or efficient on third down. 49ers definitely closer to that. And third downs play a huge role in how effective a team is during the football game. So let's talk about how they stop people on third down. Talked about the 49ers effectiveness on third down uh, as far as stopping you know, or getting first downs. Well, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're one of the best at stopping teams on third down, and they they stop them at a 34.2 rate. So uh, 49ers are going to have to make sure that they work their, their butts off to make sure they compete and are able to convert on third down because Jacksonville's defense is very good, which means you have to stay on schedule. Can't allow third and longs. Those are things you just can't have happen at this point in the season. You have to make sure you take advantage of those third and manageable situations against the Jaguars, you need to be close to 45%, and you need to make sure the Jaguars aren't as good. Now, on the other side, Jacksonville wasn't great at converting on third down, but the 49ers, you give the Jacksonville Jaguars an avenue to do so because the 49ers give up third down conversions at a 40.6 rate. So the 49ers are going to have to go out there and prove that they can stop the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one of the ways to do it is to stop them from getting first and second down success. If you can limit them on first and second down and you can force third and longs against Trevor Lawrence and this Jaguars offense, you have an opportunity to get off the field. And that has been one of the bugaboos of the 49ers during this three-game losing streak. They haven't been able to get off the field on third down. But let's talk about defense. 49ers allow 17.5 points per game to the Jaguars allowing 19.5 points per game. So a two-point margin between the two uh, is not a huge margin. That is a very significant number. Both of these defenses play at a high level and both have a lot of tremendous talent on both sides of the ball. So I look for this to be a tough battle that the Fourniers are going to have to 
uh, continue to, to scrape to win uh, because Jacksonville's defense is very, very good. I think the 49ers' best chance to score on the Jaguars is to get short fields. The way you get short fields is to have your defense do a very good job of affecting the Jaguars' offense. So if you can make them punt, you could force good field position. That will give Brock Purdy and this 49ers' offense the best opportunity to score against a very, very good Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So let's talk about yards per game. The Jacksonville Jaguars allow 342 yards per game, which is pretty close uh, to the 49ers' season average. And the 49ers give up 315 yards per game. So uh, you can see both defenses, points per game, pretty close. Yards allowed per game, pretty close. And what do we know about the way that's, that a Trent Baalke builds defenses? He wants to have them be really tough against the run and then as good as you could possibly be against the pass. We've seen him do that when he was in San Francisco, drafting those edge players that can bring a lot of pressure. Uh, but having a front seven that was absolutely dynamic. So let's talk about defensive uh, pass yards per game. So uh, the 49ers are giving up 228 yards per game through the air. They've had two really bad matchups lately. Uh, Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins both went off for over 400 yards against the San Francisco 49ers and put their defense in just a bad scenario. Uh, so the 49ers' uh, pass defense is going to have to be better. They went out and they got Chase Young, and they think that's going to have an effect on how their secondary plays against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the rest of the teams that the 49ers are going to be playing this year. Uh, so they're going to try to put more pressure on, create more havoc in the backfield. And I think for the first time, the 49ers have the rotation they've been looking for along the defensive line because it wasn't just the addition of Chase Young, but a month ago they added Randy Gregory as well. The 49ers now have four legitimate edge rushers that they can rotate through and they're all very talented. Bosa, Chase um, Young, Randy Gregory, and Cleveland Farrell. And then, of course, Drake Jackson. But uh, those four are going to be the top of your rotation. You have Javon Hargrave and um, and Eric Armstead on the inside, Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens. It's going to be impressive the way the 49ers are going to be able to rotate those eight guys to bring pressure onto Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have to. Because if not, he's going to be able to get the weapons to his players. Uh, they have a, a talented roster that has some really good skill players and some matchups that don't always favor the 49ers. Looking forward to getting into the matchups this week. So let's talk about run defense. San Francisco 49ers have seen a steady climb in their season average of yards given up per game. Through the first five games, 49ers were one of the best rush defenses in the entire league. They were sitting in second behind the Philadelphia Eagles, giving up under 60 yards per game. Now, during this three-game losing streak, we've seen this average start to pick up. Now the 49ers are giving up over 80 yards per game, while the Jacksonville Jaguars are sitting over there playing really good run defense, only giving up 79. So the 49ers got gassed a little bit uh, by the Cleveland Browns, and since then they've been a little bit better. Uh, of course, last week it wasn't Joe Mixon as much. He only had 12 carries as it was Joe Burrow with back-breaking uh, scrambles that ended up getting big first downs for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the 49ers got to make sure they handle the run game. This has been a point of emphasis all through the bye week and now heading into this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars is slowing up the effectiveness of the opposing team's run game. Jaguars average 112 yards per game and have a very dynamic weapon in ETN. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they stop the run. 
They did a huge favor to their defense by adding Chase Young, who's a three-down defensive end that not only can rush the passer but set the edge. I expect this 49ers defense to be better against the run than we've seen them over the last three weeks and somewhat limit the Jaguars, but it ain't going to be easy because Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence present some interesting struggles for this 49ers defense, but uh, it's all going to be about who can stop the run the best. The Jacksonville Jaguars can limit the San Francisco 49ers uh, run game to under 79 yards. I would think Jacksonville's got a really good chance because that will not only influence how you're sitting on third down, you won't be on schedule as far as first and second, so your third down efficiency will probably go down. Uh, but also, it will make you one-dimensional as far as passing the football, which isn't advantage for Brock Purdy. It isn't an advantage for the offensive line. So the 49ers need to make sure they establish a run game. Now, you don't just go out there and run the football to run the football. It needs to be effective running of the football. So if you're not picking up positive yards, you have to find ways to get positive yards in the run game. Does that mean extension to the run game? Quick pass to Debo, throw a little swing out there to Christian McCaffrey, hit the screen game. Yes, yes, and yes. If you can line up and you have an avenue to run the football and it's successful, then you stick with it. If it's not, then you have to get creative and find ways to run the football. Uh, but the 49ers definitely need to establish a run game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's going to be tough sledding because the Jacksonville Jaguars have a very good run defense. Let's talk about turnovers. Whenever I'm talking about uh, games during the week, some of the biggest things for me are third down effectiveness on offensive defense and also as far as turnovers. A lot of times that's what determines who wins and who loses football games. So let's talk about it. Giveaways, the San Francisco 49ers have given away the football nine times. Of course, Brock Purdy with five interceptions. And then there's four fumbles. And two of those fumbles come from Christian McCaffrey inside the red zone. I don't expect that to happen again. I think Christian McCaffrey will take care of the football for the rest of the year. But a concerning thing is Brock Purdy not only has five interceptions, but he also has two fumbles. Uh, so Brock Purdy has seven of the 49ers' nine turnovers, most of those coming in the last several weeks. So he's going to have to make sure he takes care of the football because the Jaguars, um, they're not exactly giving away, giving away the ball at a high level either. Only 13 turnovers on the season. That's not bad. We know Trevor Lawrence has four interceptions. So the 49ers are going to have to find a way to get football come their way, but they have to limit mistakes. And that's what Jacksonville is going to be trying to do in this matchup as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars cause a lot of turnovers, 18 turnovers that they've caused already this season. The 49ers with 13 takeaways and the 49ers with 11 of those turnovers being via interception. So uh, the 49ers have done a really good job of being ball hawk in the secondary, but also having linebackers help as well. Fred Warner with two interceptions, Warren Burks with another one. Uh, but every single secondary member for the 49ers have an interception. Yamanur Lenore and Talano Ufonga have two interceptions apiece. They have been flying around and making plays when the ball is in their area. 49ers missed some opportunities last week against Joe Burrow for turnovers. They had a fumble cause against Jamar Chase. He was able to get it back. They had a fumble cause, um, or sorry, a, a near interception um, by Isaiah Oliver. He wasn't able to hold on. Those were big time. Those were on the very first drive of the game. Of course, Cleveland Farrell made a gigantic fumble. Uh, he caused a fumble that was recovered by Oliver. That was a big play in the game. So 49ers have been effective causing turnovers, but they need to make sure they do it in this game. 
because the Jaguars are going to have opportunities to get to the football. So take care of the ball. Don't allow the Jaguars to get turnovers because they're not great on third down. You have the opportunity to potentially um, you know, get some points in this game. So let's talk per turnover differential. 49ers are at plus four, and the Jaguars are at plus five. And I think we can remember before this losing streak started, the 49ers were up plus eight, plus nine. As far as turnovers, they were taking care of the football at a crazy good level. And then they were creating turnovers on defense. And that, of course, is winning football, especially when you start throwing in. They were very effective on third down on offense. They were getting off the field on third down on defense. That's a winning formula. So you see Jacksonville plus five. They've created 18 turnovers this year. The 49ers are going to have to make sure they're on their P's and Q's, taking care of the football, limiting mistakes, limiting negative plays, because the Jaguars are a good football team who create turnovers on defense, do a pretty good job taking care of the football on offense. So I, I know this is going to be a good one, and the numbers kind of tell the story. 49ers ranked, had been, during that five-game winning streak run game. Jaguars' strength is run defense. Something's got to give there. As far as the passing game, both of them are pretty equivalent. Two quarterbacks that are completing passes at nearly a 70% clip while throwing for almost 2,000 yards each. Of course, Brock over. Trevor not there yet. Uh, but you've got two young, dynamic quarterbacks. You've got a really good offense. Both of these teams are going to try to establish a run game. Both of them are going to try to keep the opposing team's defense on the field. Time of possession is going to be big in this football game. Before the 49ers, can they get it done? Well, it's going to be about making sure you take care of the areas that you are the strongest. Run the football, get off the field on third down on defense, cause turnovers, and limit mistakes yourself. If you do that, the numbers say you have a really good chance to win. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are a good football team. This is nothing uh, like, a, like a for sure win. This is one of those test ones. The 49ers can go out there and test themselves and see where they're at and get back on hopefully a winning trend by going out there and proving they can beat a really good football team that they're still one of the best in the NFL. They're going to have to prove it in this matchup, though. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Of course, you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. If you're right here on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Lots of content will be coming out this week. We're going to get into all the key matchups, talking about that game preview show, uh, Madden simulation, all that will be coming out this week. Of course, content will be coming out over on Patreon. If you want to watch last week's film breakdowns, I did all those film breakdowns. You can go hear uh, exactly what went wrong for the 49ers over the last several weeks. Every single play broke down on Patreon, plus standalone shows over there as well. People are joining Patreon. You should join as well. Of course, tomorrow I will be on the PSF app. With Mark Adams of 49ers Camelot, we do a weekly show on there, a game preview show. So we'll be previewing Jacksonville Jaguars. Download the PSF app and join us over there. That's all you have to do is, is uh, download the app and then join us in the 49ers chat room. And you can talk with me and Mark as we go through. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Join us for all of the content. Just like always, I really appreciate you guys coming through, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe, and remember the right way is always the
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.